Hey guys, Damien here. As I'm sure you've noticed, we're in a little bit of a quarantine at the moment, and as such, we can't always guarantee the best audio quality for some of the people that we're remotely talking to. Unfortunately, today's episode is one of those where the audio quality isn't as good as we would like it. That being said, we still had a ton of fun with our guest today, and we hope that you still enjoy this episode. Thanks. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Depping. I'm Cody Crane. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. And how's everyone out there doing? Oh. <laughs> You're doing good? Just oh, asking the listeners. Asking. They're not going to respond. Well, I, I always ask you, but I never ask them. We have a crowd outside of our window yeah, right yeah. now. Well, with the social distancing, they're not allowed inside, so they have to stand outside. And I know it's a little rainy outside, but hey, listen, <laughs> they're here for us. Um, I, I've I've been going through a little bit of something. I have a addiction uh, oh. to uh, pop toys. Oh right, right, right. I keep on buying <laughs> these fucking pop toys. Yeah, I was worried it was going to be something much worse that uh, you were finally admitting to. <laughs> no, no, I, I <laughs> saving that for the next one. Right, but uh, the, these breakfast sausages. Yeah, breakfast sausages. Well, that too. Uh, but yeah, these pop toys. Keep mm-hmm. buying these fucking pop toys. You do. You, how many do you have now? Uh, over I, over a hundred, right? I, I got a hundred and four. Okay. Plus, I got this mystery box coming in with. That's true. All these sports pop toys. I don't even know which ones I'm getting. Wow. It's it's, so it's gotten bad. so bad that you're just buying random ones off the. Internet. Yeah, I don't even care which ones I got. I just need to have them. Oh man. <laughs> Do we need to check you in somewhere? Uh, you might, you might need to. It's, <laughs> this is bad. This is getting bad. But uh, yeah, I got uh, the mystery box I got coming in is mm-hmm. like, uh, it's like it could be uh, NHL or yeah, yeah. Uh, NFL or uh, wrestling. Yeah, you love wrestling. Well, I do. And you know who else likes wrestling? Our guest today, because we got the Whip Dog himself. We got to show <laughs> Whipple here. Oh, 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 <laughs> How are you doing? I am doing great, man. I'm glad to be on the show. How y'all feeling? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, we're super happy to have you. Uh, for the folks that. at home that might not know, you're an actor, you're a podcaster, a wrestler as well. Yeah, a little bit of every man, everything, man. I put a whole lot of flashes in that right there. That's a <laughs> yeah. long ass I'm talking about me, man. <laughs> you got to diversify. It's a, you know, a little bit of everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, now you uh, you podcast about wrestling. Are you still doing uh, like any wrestling? Well, obviously, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, a lot of shows are down. But I actually stopped. I retired myself as a wrestler uh, probably about two years ago. But I do still host the shows. I MC for a group called Midwest Pro Wrestling Alliance. Here in the Michigan area, and I do travel as well. So yeah, it actually was kind of my lead-in to meeting a lot of the guys over the years to start my podcast, The Wrestling Heroes, and inside this podcast, aka The Whip Show. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I mean, uh, right now is a really interesting time to be involved in uh, wrestling with uh, with everything that's going on right now, right? Because uh, we have. Uh, uh, the speaking out movement, as well as we have um, just everything that's going on with the the Black Lives Movement as well. Um, so, what's uh, what's your experience um, 
with uh, with both of these things, being involved in the wrestling industry as much as you have been? Well, I, I'll start off with the speaking out uh, movement first. Um, with that being said, actually, we're going to be doing an episode about that ourselves. Normally, our show is a little bit lighthearted, but we do want to talk about that. I'm having one yeah. of my wrestling sisters on the show. Her name's Sabrina Kyle. She's going to talk about some of the issues she's incurred, uh, incurred or whatnot. Me, personally, I know that a lot of stuff probably was going on back in the day. Um, I was watching a couple other podcasts and people talk. Wrestling always had um, pay your dues thing, but unfortunately, some people took advantage of that. You know what I mean? Um, I've heard stories of young ladies saying their trainer, somebody they paid to train them to wrestle, try to take them out on dates and do all this old crazy stuff to them. You know what I'm saying? And you have a dream to do something, so you're a green bean, which if you don't know what green means, you know, uh, you're a rookie. You're, you're new to the business. You're scared to cause any waves because people telling you, you got to pay your dues. So you don't know if you should cause any problems. Not to mention if you got somebody that's been in the business 25 years that you've been looking up to and they start touching your leg or whatever, whatever, they don't know who, you gonna, who are people going to believe. But right. I'm glad that it's coming out more to the forefront now. Um, I'm going to be honest. I, I tell guys all the time, I did an episode on my podcast with my partner, uh, shout out to him, Dennis Clayton, Dale Pace, and he just interviewed me, and I told him, a lot of times, I didn't hang out with the guys after the matches. I probably could have gotten even further in my career, but I didn't do it, because I didn't want to see some of those people outside uh, of the wrestling world, if that right. makes sense. It's professional wrestling. Sometimes we forget that it's still a profession. And them guys try to be too cool and do stuff that they had no business doing, man. So I'm glad all this stuff is coming out right now. Because it's probably been going on for years. matter of fact, I know it's been going on for years. So I'm glad it's coming out, man. It's coming to the forefront. It'll probably change a lot of things uh, going forward in the wrestling world. Hmm. Right. Now, and, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, uh, yeah, just to speak. It's, it's very similar to, I think, a lot of problems that's happening um, in the acting world yeah. as well. Like you have mm-hmm. all these incidences with acting teachers uh too and i don't think those have been coming out as much uh right now but i mean i i saw like the acting school that i went to i think every single teacher was dating a student yeah you know like well, well so much of it for both of them it's that uh, you put so much trust in people and you you have to be vulnerable and you're you're working so hard that there's almost you're so entrenched in it that sometimes you can't see outside of that and people take advantage of that Cause let's let's take it back for many years. Cause like I said, I partake in mm. acting as well. We've heard of the casting couch for years, but we didn't mm. know how true it was. I got mm-hmm. my first not not directly towards me, but my first sign of how real it was. I was mm. an extra on a show that was on ABC, one of my first extra gigs or whatnot. And the guys are telling me like they're literally taking the extra females, the director, and bringing them to their little uh, their trailer. You know what I'm saying? If you know about being extra, we're furniture. We're not even real. You know what I'm saying? To be honest. You, you dig yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah. and they were telling me different stories so I'm hearing all this stuff. And now, even with the acting world, like you said, it's not coming out as much. But that Harvey Weinstein thing, that's mm-hmm. been going on for years with different people. Mm-hmm. It ain't just him, man. It wasn't yeah. just Bill Cosby. It was all these people, man. And it's about time they start blowing the roof off of all this, man. And I'm not yeah. trying to preach, but it's real. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, especially something too like uh, that side of things is so 
unknown to people who aren't involved in it as well. So it's it's more of a closed off system. So I, I see, I, I don't, I'm not saying I see why it happened, but I can see why it was not necessarily known to people. And there was such a high, there was such a hierarchy. In yeah, all, exactly. You know what I mean? You got the top people and you got the people that want to make it. Um, yeah. Like, you know, let's go to music and the R. Kelly situation. You know, people are like, oh, my God, how can the people let their kids go to hell? And R. Kelly was a horrible, sick individual. But these people were willing to do anything for an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? And that's the sad part about it, man. And we just, mm-hmm. because of that, you see him, you see the music, you see the art, you see the actor, you see the wrestler. You don't believe that they're doing something terrible. So you're almost like happy, almost probably, until you realize what really went down, what's going down. And they're taking advantage of People that don't know, kids, whatever. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I get animated when I talk about this because it's just so no. rough. Man, I, I agree. And uh, and the people who do usually, well, for the longest time, people who have tried to say something, they, they either get shut down or blacklisted. And, and it's, it's um, I don't know if it's because of the social media and the platforms that we have now that people are, are able to get that out or, or if just people uh, have heard enough of it that they're finally, they finally had enough with it. I, I'm not really sure why why it's now, but I'm glad but, it is. But you know, a beautiful thing, and, you know, especially by you guys being podcasters as well. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, before Hollywood had all the power, that was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, before WWE had all the power, that was it. Now, you got guys like yourself that can podcast that you're giving yourself a voice. You might not have that radio, you know, you might not be straight on the radio or whatnot. But you can push yourself and get as many listeners as the radio. Let's be honest, podcasting is the new radio. So, like you said, everybody has so much more of a voice now on social media and different media platforms. Now, people have to listen. They, they, yeah. they, they can't deny it. They can't, you know, you can't just push it under the rug anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I want to uh, segue into uh, the next part of the, of the movements going on, the Black Lives Matter movement, because you you're you're black, you're in America, um, and I mean we have tons of our own problems here in Canada as well, and we're doing the uh, we're out there protesting uh, for those too. But um, America's been really blowing up for this, and the wrestling industry has had an interesting. Uh, position on this too, which actually uh, a lot of these wrestlers have been making me kind of like proud to be a wrestling fan in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of them are taking a stand, man, uh, and a lot of them. And I, I truly believe that a lot of them that are taking a stand right now are guys that are doing it because they really know it's right, not because we're just going to jump on the bandwagon. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, we just interviewed a guy. Uh, his name is AJ Kirsch. He's going to be on our show in a future episode. But we interviewed him yesterday. He won the Rock's uh, promo battle on YouTube a couple years ago. He was third running up on top of that a couple years ago. He's the voice of the WWE 2K19. And he's a white cat. But he is very vocal, very vocal about the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's what I think it takes. It takes wrestlers like that. It takes allies. Because I, I, I made a post on my personal Facebook one time. Sometimes us as black people, we've been yelling for a hundred years. But sometimes it takes other people to open their eyes as well. Now the conversation is there. Now we can start making some changes when people realize, okay, we might have been privileged. There might have been other craziness going on. The stuff is obvious. Maybe for whatever reason they were brought up, they didn't notice it then. But once you start seeing everything going on, when you got the George Floyd, in, in, in the countless cases over the years, 
yeah. it, it, it has to start opening up conversation. You know what I'm saying? And once you do that, you can at least get some type of change in the game. Right. I, I mean, uh, I was listening to uh, the New Day podcast recently, and they had a whole episode uh, dedicated to it. And one of the things they uh, said was that without uh, this like quarantine, people might not have been paying attention as much. So the quarantine actually ended up working in the favor for this, they thought, because, you know, uh, we're we're watching we're forced yeah. to, to watch now and we're, we're forced to understand and we're forced to empathize. And I mean, we 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 have to listen like we can't ignore it any longer um it's a lot harder to go about your day when you don't have anything going on in your day yeah this is true this is true <laughs> the wild how that works though isn't it like you know in at first when we had this pandemic obviously we all the lives that we lost due to COVID, and you know blessed those families and everything but like you said these two three months it did cause us to open our eyes to so many more things I mean, I literally started my wrestling podcast during this time frame from downtown. And saying I have a collective of wrestlers that I know, you know what I'm saying, and I have that uh, gift of gas that I can get people I don't know to work with me. So I'm going to use this time. So I think it really did open up so much for us to learn. And to the people that didn't grow during this time period, you need to reassess yourself as well, whether it be you grew mentally, physically, emotionally, or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm watching out for these wrestlers that aren't saying anything. I'm keeping an eye on them. <laughs> I'm because uh, like some of these guys, uh, like uh, Randy Orton, didn't know I was such a Randy Orton fan <laughs> until you start seeing him speak out, you know. And like, uh, yeah, Randy, I got a funny story about Randy, man. If you guys check out my Facebook, wrestling here on this side of the podcast on Facebook. I actually had a meme, and I wasn't trying to make light of the situation, because it was wonderful that he said what he said about Black Lives Matter, because Randy has had issues in the past. Right. But it was a picture of Randy, and he put a kofi on his head, and a kente cloth like scarf. So my post was how Randy was himself after he said Black Lives Matter. Like he was like Malcolm X <laughs> at that point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 so, but no, but really, it is dope that he did it, you know, and so many people have been stepping up, and I, like I said, I, I'm proud to see that, man. Uh, it, it shows me that, yes, the wrestling business needs to clean up on other levels, but at least their mind is starting to open and it's starting to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it seems like, um, although, I mean, there's so much to still fix about WWE and everything, but it, it, it has felt like they've been trying even before the movement. You know, um, even though, like, I mean, where Vince McMahon's money's going is a whole other thing. But uh, it is worth note, like, half of the champions in the WWE right now are black. And they were before the movement. Exactly. I don't know how long you guys have been fans of wrestling, but historically, wrestling has been primarily, uh, like, uh, you know, a uh, white majority thing. Um, and obviously we had other ethnicities, but normally they were stereotypical type characters, let's be honest. You had Kamala and all this stuff. Years ago, you would have never had a group, like you just spoke of, of the New Day running the show. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You didn't have some of the stuff that probably, prior to being on WWE television, was inside the talk in African-American culture. You know what I'm saying? And doing it as a face, and doing it the way they wanted to do it, and not in the way that it was, 
slapstick. Like, you know what I mean? You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I like the way it has been progressed. You got guys like Apollo Crews. You know what I'm saying? You got Titus O'Neil. You got so many guys. You got MVP coming back. You got guys showing their articulate. And I'm not just saying just black wrestlers. I'm saying wrestlers in general. I used to get just all. You know, you just, I think it had grown even before this. You know what I'm saying? And granted, this was, this was a 70-whatever-year-old man. Let's be honest. He grew up the way he did. He probably thought the way he did growing up. But whether it's him or people around him started putting in his head, baby, the world is changing. You got to start rolling with it, dog, or it's over. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what uh, what was your personal experience? Because you've been in the wrestling business for quite some time, and um, you've you've been in the ring with uh, legends too, like Marty Jannetty. Uh, what uh, what has your experience been, um, and ha- has there been like significant change since you started? Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I want to like it, my story. Too. I saw something that Mark Henry, an interview Mark Henry did, and he was saying when he started. People would just make jokes, you know what I'm saying, in the locker room. Well, literally, it would only be like one black dude on the show. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm seeing the progression now, like like we just talked about. You got African-American guys winning titles, actually winning matches. Guys getting to be the character that they want to be, not just what somebody gives them. You know what I'm saying? I, I really have, I've just seen a lot different push. I was on a show one time and literally, I'm looking in the locker room and I was almost shocked at the diversity in the locker room now as opposed to how it was when I started. You know what I'm saying? Now granted, maybe uh, more people of different ethnicities are going to wrestling schools because wrestling is such uh, more of an open thing now than even when I was started. I mean, it was open. It wasn't like, the, obviously, the back in the day, Rick Flair days, <laughs> but it's still, you had to find out how to do it. Now you can just Google it, you know what I mean? Yeah. With that being said, I, I do think it's a lot more uh, diversity, multicultural people. Like as people, I understand that want them to go to Saudi Arabia because of everything going on. Right. But the idea that people over there actually do enjoy American style wrestling is still something to think about. You know what I'm saying? And it gives mm-hmm. people opportunities. It gives, uh, uh, like I said, even though Sam Zayn lives in Canada, but a guy like Sam Zayn, who's Muslim? You know what I'm saying? An opportunity to be a star, and he didn't have to put on. A job or anything. You, you dig what I'm saying? He got yeah. to be Sammy Zayn. That's a beautiful thing now, man. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, and, and, and he can a storyline. He can be doing a storyline with Kevin Owens. It doesn't have to be a storyline about him waving the Muslim flag across the ring and hell, Saddam Hussein or something. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I, I want to see the changes, man. So I definitely think it has progressed. I mean, again, we still got a lot of ways to go, but it definitely has progressed. Um, I, I really appreciate you sharing, uh, your story like that, uh, with your experience. Um, I, I want to move into, uh, a little bit more of a paranormal note now. Oh, okay. <laughs> and ask you well, if you believe in... I want to ask you, uh, do you believe in ghosts? I believe in the movie Ghostbusters. Um, no. <laughs> But do I believe in ghosts? Not totally, but I do believe there's some type of spirit or something going on. There are energies in the world. Mm-hmm. So I know that might be like uh, a reverse of what I just said, but I do believe there's some types of energies in the world. I don't believe there's going to be a ghost coming in the room right now, and I hope you guys don't put a curse on me and say what in my career. <laughs> well, that's the whole point of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I knew Steve set me up, dog. Okay. 
we don't summon the ghost to the guest house until uh, your second episode in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, man. Um, but have have you ever had anything that was like close to like a paranormal experience or uh, anything like that? Because uh, you seem on the fence, so. I, I, I definitely, I'll just say there definitely been situations that were very weird. Where I thought I heard, uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I could have been driving on. Uh, one time I was going to a wrestling show in an area called Coldwater, Michigan. I was uh, Dan Sever. He, I was just remember him from the UFC. He also was yeah. pro wrestling yeah. today. And I was going to his home to train with a couple of guys. And literally, the, the car stops. Funny thing, it stopped right in front of the old peep show type of deal. So I don't know if you guys have a phone there. It's like you put 25 cents in and you can go to a, like a place that had sex magazines and little videos, all types of craziness, right? Are so, you sure that Dan Severn didn't just want to go to the peep show? <laughs> you said it, Dan. If you watched it, he said it. I didn't. He said Damn it. <laughs> I agree. I, I don't want any part of this. <laughs> I don't care how old he is, man. He can still take your arms up. But, uh, with that being said, like the way it stops, and literally, we so we go in there to try to get help. I mean, the car is not moving. We're two hours away from getting back home. The car can't get nothing. We go in there, can't use the phones because all the phones were not working, which is probably good because there was a little slimy, too. It was a weird like <laughs> Literally, you know what I'm saying? We come outside and we see this flash go past us. Right past us, past the car. And on everything, my man tried it one last time. The car came on. Got his back to Detroit. Car to work again. But I'm telling you, right after that flash, it was like, bah! And we, we got back up. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the spirits wanted us to go to the peace show to show love and then come out. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? They wanted <laughs> you to just check out those phones in there to see how bad they were. Exactly, man. Maybe it was like the ghost of one of their, I don't know, like a promoter. It's just like, I'm checking out. There's some, some fun stuff inside, huh? <laughs> and then they saw you leave. They're like, all right, all right. I hope my girlfriend doesn't see this. I'm going to just make sure she can't see it on Facebook and everybody else can. Well, I have here uh, in front of me, I have a Halloween themed Would You Rather to ask you. Um, now we've been doing this segment, uh, lately trying to get through a list of 20 of them. So we're going to do two. Uh, we've realized since doing it that they're mainly, uh, kids themed, I think, but we have to power through anyways. So here's my question for you. Um, <laughs> would you rather have to wear your Halloween costume to school every day until Thanksgiving? <laughs> Or have to wear a jack-o'-lantern over your head to school for the first three days of November? Well, you know what I'm telling you? I was in a Halloween costume because I like to dress up anyway. If you ever see me on St. Patrick's Day, go to my Facebook and check it out. I'm a giant <laughs> six-foot-five chocolate 300-pound dude that loves to wear a kilt. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I like to dress up anyway. So, I have been doing a Halloween thing. I, I do it. I do it Thanksgiving. Whatever. Let's get it. It was well, better than wearing a gross pumpkin on your head. That's for sure. Exactly, exactly. I don't even like pumpkin pie, so I can't eat the pumpkin stuff on the inside. Terrible, nasty. I, I don't think anyone's gonna bug the the six foot five kid wearing the Halloween costume, but a couple <laughs> us, you know, five eight little, little weenie. <laughs> um, 
And then the other one here is, I guess this is like, uh, if you believe in your design skills almost, because this is help to design and make a haunted house or go to a haunted house that someone else created. Ooh, ooh. I'm going to be honest. I probably shouldn't say this. I'm, I'm a little lazy. I'm a little lazy <laughs> now in my retirement days. I'm going to want to follow me. I ain't making nothing, man. The girl can barely get me to take the trash out, but I ain't making nothing, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been to a haunted house before, so I've already done the one. So I know I can do it. You, do you think you could uh, create your own, though? Um, I probably could, but again, it does seem like a lot of work with not a lot of payoff. <laughs> I guess some people take pride in like their decorating, right? Yeah. Not us. No. <laughs> I, I met a guy one time in the acting world. He actually did make his own haunted house. Um, he lives out the boonies out here in Michigan. He loves it, though. That's his thing. And he's like the biggest star in the area just because he made his own haunted house. So, so, it was a beautiful thing. It was a great payoff. So, rest of us, we'll just go to it. Here, take the little check, fifteen dollars, man. And we'll check yours out. <laughs> I I was watching like a a series. I think it was on Dark Tourist, maybe on uh, Netflix. And there's like a thing that people go to where it's like you feel like you're gonna die in this haunted house, and he like half drowns you and stuff. Oh, that wasn't. A, I wouldn't call that a haunted house. That was like some weird torture porn kind of thing i don't know what it was well they call- it was weird it was weird <laughs> they called it a haunted house though ah, all right right yeah exactly i think i'd rather design my own just put a few spiders on the wall than go into that one <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah there's some weird people <laughs> um but on that note we got a story to tell <laughs> We all drew positions beforehand. Uh, Deshaun, do you want to re- reveal what you drew? I am the celebrity, right? Yeah. Yes. That's good. Yep. I think. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's it. So we're going to a random celebrity generator here. It's going to deliver you four options. Okay. And you have to appear as this celebrity at some point in the story. Okay. Uh, so your options are Elvis Presley. Okay. JFK. Okay. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> okay. Or Kobe Bryant. Woo! Oh, that's a challenge. Kobe is my guy, man. Rest in peace. I love him to death. But I'm also just playing, like, I'm really, before you call, was playing Lego movie, the video game. And, you know, Morgan Freeman is the one guy, the voice. Oh. <laughs> I got to go with Kobe, man. That's my dude. I got to do it. All right. right. So you're not stricken to that character, too, but they must appear at some point. Okay, okay. And I I drew the swing, so that means... Uh, You got no responsibility within the story. Damien can do whatever he wants the whole time. I more meant that means that uh, you drew the narrator. Yeah, I drew the narrator. So for that, we're going to go to canigetit.com for a location, a relationship, or a word in order to get this story started. Um, let's uh, Let's go location. High school lockers. High school lockers. Uh, perfect. We were talking about wearing a <laughs> pumpkin on your head at school, so costume. <laughs> All right. So the spooky high school lockers. Ryan was having just a normal day, walking throughout the halls, holding his books, when all of a sudden, 
Big Will came over and threw him into the locker. Oh, those were all my books. <laughs> now how am I supposed to do my math homework? Hey, you get in there, kid. Get in where? Get in the locker. What? Get in deeper. But that's where books and coats go. Nope. You're staying in there. Okay. And you're missing every class. But but then how will I know what I have to do at home? <laughs> I'm not worried about anything like that. Okay. I'll get in here. Big Will slams the oh. uh, locker door on the kid. Ryan's sitting in there alone. Hey, what? Are you in the locker? Please call me, man. Whoa, Kobe Bryant! Oh, uh, I didn't know you went to this school. I don't. Well, my my daughter does, man. We 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 we. I call her practice work, but you gotta get out of here. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Big Will put me in here. I didn't mean to invade your space. Does Big Will play basketball? Because if he does, we're gonna play one on one right now. Really? <laughs> I'll I'll go get him. <laughs> Good. Go get him. Hurry up. I'm the black mama, hurry up. <laughs> and there Ryan ran, trying to get to Big Will. Big Will? Big Will? What do you want? I told you to stay in that locker. Yeah, but uh, see, after you left, something happened. What happened? Turns out that locker belonged to none other than Kobe Bryant, and he challenged you to a one-on-one basketball game. Wait, it belonged to Kobe Bryant or his kid? Like, does he go to the school? No, but his daughter does, and he just rents it out to keep his shoes and stuff. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, well, uh, yeah. So what? What do I care? He's gonna beat you in a one-on-one basketball game. One-on-one basketball game. You tell him that I'll play him one-on-one if and only if. The clause is that if he loses, you stay in that locker for the rest of your life. Okay. Um, why don't you just come back with me and we can talk to him or do I mean? A... You know what? Yeah, I want to <laughs> give him a piece of my <laughs> okay. mind. All right, it just seems like an unnecessary step. All right, let's go. He's no, you way. go back and forth, actually. Oh, okay, I'll go let him know. <laughs> Mr. Bright, uh, he said that he would do it, but uh, if you lose, I have to spend the rest of my life in your locker. Kobe Bryant doesn't lose. So let's go right okay. now. Okay. Kobe Bryant. I'm a giant. Okay, I'll go. I'll go get him. I'll go get him. <laughs> big, big will. Big will. Yeah. He what said, did he say? He said he'd do it right now. Right now. Get, I, get I, your I, shoes on. I, I mean, I got this bum elbow. I, I can't do it right I, now. You I gotta got to do it right now. Come on. Like, I'm hungry. If we get lunch first, will you do it? Lunch? Yeah. But we have to have lunch all together, all three of us, round table. Okay. All right, let's let's go get him. All right, and there they went over to Kobe. So Kobe, I heard you got a lot of words for me, huh? Did you put him in, in the locker? In my daughter's locker? Yeah, I shoved him in there, and I'm quite frankly, I want him to stay for the rest of his life. Oh, it is your daughter's locker. I'm sorry. I, I told you it was my daughter's locker. What are you doing? I'm sorry. I my head was still ringing from being slammed inside the locker. All right, all right. Well, you want to play against me. One on one, we need to play so we can get out of my daughter's locker. So you want to play right now? Well, I, I got to have lunch first. Yeah, I was thinking we could get, um, we could probably get cheeseburgers. cheeseburgers. Oh, well, I, I'll show you. I'll show you how many cheeseburgers I can eat, and then you won't even want to 
play basketball against me. You'll be so intimidated for that. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got a question for you right now. What about the gym shoes and those you have to Go back, Kobe Bryant. Hey, cheeseburger eating contest first. That's the rules. That's my condition. You can do it, Kobe. I believe in you. All right. Since you said that, let's go. Let's do it right now. The Kobe Bryant does not lose anything. All right. My dad makes a good cheeseburger. And listen here, you dweeb, Brian. Why don't you get your dad to make us all a whole round? Yeah, that's what I was saying. He... Well, you better get them here, because he better make about uh, 20 each, because I'm going to eat 30 myself, and I doubt Kobe could even eat two. All right, I'll call him right now. Ring, 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 ring. Hello? Dad? Yes, son? Uh, <laughs> Kobe Bryant and, and Big Will are going to have a cheeseburger eating contest. I need you to bring the barbecue over and 100,000 cheeseburgers. Okay, son, I'll load up the caravan. <laughs> All right, Dad, I love you. I love you too, son. He's on his way. <laughs> All right. Well, good. Okay. Do you guys always kiss when you get off the phone? Uh, yeah. What's wrong oh. with that? I'm just showing affection to my father. All Kobe, right. now you can see why I want to shove him in this locker. Wow. Okay. Okay. Fine. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Come on, brothers. <laughs> and there they go to the cafeteria. <laughs> Ryan's dad's already there. Hello, guys. I've made some cheeseburgers for you. On the count of three, get to eating. One after the other. Cheeseburgers <laughs> are being thrown <laughs> into the mouth. <laughs> wow. Kobe really knows how to put those cheeseburgers away. And Big Will, too. I'm impressed by him. There's one cheeseburger left. <laughs> Ryan's dad made an uneven number. He only made 39. <laughs> Dad, I told you to bring a hundred thousand. Well, we only had thirty-nine in the freezer. Oh. Well, I was gonna eat twenty-four at least, because that's my number. I'm number twenty-four. So what's wrong with you, Dad? Oh, I'm sorry. I uh, just had to take off the day from work, so it was a little hard getting over here so quickly. But uh, you know, I'll I'll do better. You know what? Once I sh shove your son in that locker, I'll shove you and then one next to it. Oh, this is what happens to me at the office. How about this, Kobe? <laughs> you know what? I'm mad at this guy, too. Get him in the locker. As a matter of fact, I got some basketball. I'm going to throw it in the chest. Check up. Let's play. Oh. And, and, and Kobe and Big Will work together to throw Ryan's dad in the locker. Thank you, Mr. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you ready for that big game, or do you want to just give up and throw Ryan in the locker, too? You could join me. We could be a power duo. You know what? I, I like the power duo thing. Let's get him off the locker. Me and you, two on two, let's play some basketball. You, me, come on, let's go, let's go. Because I'm not even dead. That's right. Us two versus you and your dad. <laughs> All right, I'll go get him. Hey, Dad? You're so... Um, Kobe asked me to get you out of the locker, and we're going to play him and Big Will two-on-two. Two. Oh, like uh, you and Kobe versus me and Will? No, like you and me versus Big Will and Kobe. Oh. Well, you better call your mother and tell her that we, we're going to live in lockers for the rest of our lives. <laughs>
And there they go to the basketball court, ready, ready to play. You got the shorts on, right? Shorts? Oh, no, these are just uh, tearaway pants. Oh, my God. I, I don't wear shorts. My my legs are very unsightly. When he when the dad tears the pants away, there's khakis underneath. There we go. Now I'm ready to play. All right. Should we just quickly dispose of these two? You got it. Let's get them. So there they go. The ball's in the air. Big Will goes to grab it, but as he goes down, his knee just busts out. I'm so filled with cheeseburgers. How am I supposed to ever get up on one leg? Dad, I think I think he might be really hurt. This this could mean we could win. I don't know, son. Even two on one, <laughs> we probably don't stand a chance. <laughs> I don't know how to do this, but I gotta make a phone call. Yo, Morgan Freeman, are you free right now? You still out there for basketball? My partner ate too many cheeseburgers. Let's go. <clears throat> well, yes, Kobe. How long do I need to be there? Five minutes. Well, I'll be there right now, Kobe. All right. Anything for you? Thanks a lot. <laughs> oh, dang. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> so before uh, Morgan Freeman can get there, Kobe has to hold them off in the... <laughs> By playing by himself, two on one. All right, Dad, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna shoot it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna shoot it. All right. Uh, uh, oh. So I don't know why he called someone else to come help him beat us. Even worse than we're being beaten. <laughs> this is quite embarrassing, you know. Uh, this is just like what happens at the office. <laughs> 30 minutes later, Morgan Freeman comes up. The score is already 90 to 0. Yeah, my friend, Kobe Bryant, how are you doing today? Oh, I got you guys. You still want to play? Yes, let me get in a little bit. All right, I'm going to go out here and get some more cheeseburgers. I'll be back. Kobe leaves Morgan Freeman alone to play basketball against the dad and son. Oh, my God. He just slammed dunked on you, dad. <laughs> I thought he was like 80. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> the score reaches 100 to 0. Oh, jeez, there's no way we can win. And with only three minutes left. <laughs> Suddenly, Morgan Freeman uh, is, is hip. Just it's, He's got bad arthritis at this point. He's just swelling up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't get up. Call me right now. Hey, man, I'm just finishing that cheeseburger. Two and a half minutes. The father and son managed to get six points in that time. It's right. still 100 to six. All right. I can hold him up. I'm going to eat the rock. I can hold him up. Let's go. Come on. Your ball. Kobe, Kobe takes it away. He dribbles in. Smash the, the backboard. I got glass in my eyes, Dad. 
With 30 seconds left and the score being daunting, Kobe runs up to the face of the dad, just screaming in it. <laughs> in your face, that's what Shaq Come to me, Kobe Bryant! I never claimed that we could beat you, Mr. Bryant. I thought you were on our side. <laughs> the dad should have made more Suddenly, Kobe just starts throwing up all of the cheeseburgers. Oh, the um, ex- excuse me. As the referee of the contest, I must say rule 85 is if you throw up on another player during a game, automatic disqualification. We won? Dad, we, we won. Six to 100. <laughs> 102 after that slam dunk where he broke the blackboard backboard and got glass in my eyes. But still, we won! I guess we don't have to live forever in a locker now. Your mother is going to be so very happy. <laughs> the father and son high-five as the uh, sick-to-his-stomach Kobe is on the ground. Big Will's on the ground with a busted knee. And uh, Morgan... Why is my son on the ground with a busted up knee? Oh, oh, Dad, thank God you're here. Uh, did those dweebs beat you in the basketball game? Yeah, they did. Listen, I'm going to stuff you in the locker with them. What? <laughs> you too, Kobe. You let me down. Come on. Uh, All of you. Kobe and Big Will get stuffed into the locker. Ryan and his dad look on. Wow. I'm going to get shoes too, so don't worry about it. Oh. Ryan's dad finally steps up, stands up for himself. I don't think that we want to do that. (laughs) Big Will's dad is shocked. Oh. I never thought about it like that before. You opposing me? You don't want to. I never really thought about what you wanted to do. What I wanted to do to you. Huh. Well, what are you going to do? In the locker you go. <laughs> so in they go. And, and, and in Morgan Freeman goes with them. All players locked in the locker. No redemption for these <laughs> kids. Spooked. That was a scary story. Wow. I almost thought we had uh, a really inspiring anti-bullying story. (laughs) But we didn't get there. (laughs) Yeah, it was just that one little twist at the end that got it away. Oh, man. Oh, it seems like uh, crime doesn't pay. <laughs> I guess that's so. what I got from from it. <laughs> oh man, uh, Deshaun, have you ever been that scared in your life? Uh, I was real terrified right there, baby. I was... <laughs> the locker, the flies back to being put in the locker, man. It was hard. A giant locker fit me in. It was rough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, well, let's do some plugs, uh, Deshaun. Anything to promote? Where can they find you? Yes, uh, you can follow us on the app, Facebook. Oh, uh, see, I'm still scared. You can follow <laughs> us 
on Facebook. Wrestling Heroes and Insiders Podcast, a.k.a. The Whip Show. Like I said, we interview all types of professional wrestlers from WWE, WCW, ECW, NWA, and more. Uh, we've got behind-the-scenes guys in front of the camera. All types of It's a great show. Check us out every single Friday. You can also follow us on Instagram at The Whip Show Podcast. And you can actually listen to the podcast on Anchor by putting in the Whip Show Podcast, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your podcast at. We're available. And you can see the videos on YouTube as well. You can add me on Facebook, Deshaun Whipple, D E capital S E A N, Whipple, W H I, Double P L E. I'm always on that cloud. Hit me up anytime, man. Amazing. And uh, we'll be tweeting out that all of that at Spooked Podcast, as well as go to the sonarnetwork.com. You'll mm-hmm. see a full profile on Deshaun with direct links to his social media. And Spooked. Spooked. Appreciate you guys, man. I'm having fun right now. And I got to shout out my boys, Kobe and Morgan Freeman. Yeah, it was a good day. Spooked. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!